This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent 2023. It's also Christmas Eve. (laughs) And what would normally be a traditional day of abstinence and fasting, because it's Christmas Eve when that is just how things had always been done, because the day lands on a Sunday, those that does not apply. Um, I hope you're, that you have a blessed Christmas Eve, That you and a reminder, tomorrow is still a holy day of obligation, so you will need to go to Mass at some point today, and at some point tomorrow, there are no, you can't double up here, okay? So, um that includes a midnight mass tonight if you go to a midnight mass won't cover both obligations you'll have to go to like i'm my plan for my family is we'll be at our normal morning mass today driving all the way to tulsa and back for that then driving all the way back to tulsa for midnight mass tonight so that's how it's going to go for us um so yes merry christmas to everybody and uh if you're joining with your morning cup of coffee like i am having going to be a long day. Lots of coffee today. So we're going to talk today about, you may have heard about this, Cardinal Fernandez has um, gave an interview to Pillar Catholic, and I'm not going to go over the whole thing because it's essentially just doubling down on everything he said and not really clarifying much of anything. He says things in a way that will, of course, allow people who, who, uh, <clears throat> who want to, who desperately want to believe that the church isn't endorsing the sins we're talking about here to believe that leading in fact in the aftermath of this some people i've seen some commentators say that they want fernandez to be pope merry christmas if you believe that but um this is um this is one of the most striking things i've seen here so i'm going to in start, I'll start before we go over this by invoking something that Archbishop Chaput said in an article at First Things about this. I, I'm going to bring you the full thing he said here in a couple of days, probably Tuesday. But he, Archbishop Chaput, the, the Archbishop Emeritus of Philadelphia, he said that the document from the Vatican is not an attempt to redefine what holy matrimony is for the church. He says it's actually something far worse than that. Quoting him directly, quote, In the document, relationships that the church has always seen as sinful are now often described as, quote, irregular. This softens the reality of morally bad behavior and leads to confusion about what we can and can't call sin. While the document does not, in fact, change church teaching on the sacrament of holy matrimony, it does seem to change church teaching on the sinfulness of the activity in question. Holy matrimony isn't the point of fiducia supplicans. It's the point of... Its point is the moral nature of the pairings in question, and this is a crucial distinction, end quote. In other words, the concept of sins of the flesh itself is now up for grabs. That's what's at stake here. And you see it because in the number of things in here, because this interview we're going to go over with uh, briefly with from Fernandez really does talk about how he admits this is the a blessing for couples. Now think about that. They're actually admitting that. And then they try to dance around between the difference between a couple and a relationship. Well, that's 
you can't distinguish that they a couple is its existence is as a couple Qu- couple qua couple is based on the reality of a relationship that's what it is right that's how it works this is a distinction without difference it's what we call sophist sophistry see when he says these things, Fernandez is either being dishonest with everyone or he's completely out of his depths as a priest, let alone as the cardinal archbishop in charge of doctrine for the church. Take your pick. I don't think it's the latter. Fernandez claims that blessings do not justify or endorse anything or that it's a sign of approval. He says it's merely calling down God's grace on people. No, disregard that those in a state of moral sin cannot actually receive grace anyway, except for maybe the grace to stop sinning. That's it. It's about all they can get. Got that from the mouths of traditional priests many times. In his interview, Fernandez admits that it's the couple receiving the blessing, not the individuals or the persons of the couple, but the couple itself. That means the relationship is being blessed. You cannot have a couple receiving a blessing without the relationship that makes them the couple receiving the blessing. Again, if an individual in any couple, regardless of the makeup of that couple, wants a blessing for some other thing, they should go up by themselves. I mean, Right. Otherwise, couples get blessings for certain things related to being a couple. He dances around with this, claiming it's not the relationship being blessed, but the couple being blessed. That's like saying you want your car blessed, but not your automobile to be blessed. It's pure sophistry. Now, if you're not familiar with the concept of sophistry, because people you hear people throw the term sophistry around a lot, a lot. In the philosophy world, it's like accusing someone of heresy. It's basically the same thing. An easy definition of sophistry is that a person our sophist, who's a sophist is someone engaging in sophistry, is someone who is using vague arguments on purpose in order to deceive the viewer. That is precisely what's going on here, at least in my estimation. It's a case in point. Fernandez talks about two people spontaneously coming forward to ask for a blessing from a priest. He says the church can bless them with good health and all the rest of the things the church already offers blessings for that would not need any kind of definition. He says in response to lost my place here. He explicitly says that it's a blessing for all positive things in the relationship to be amplified and made manifest. Now I have to ask you a basic question. What in a relationship that is built on sin, a sin is written into the DNA of, and it's not only just sin, it's a sin that cries out to heaven for justice. What good is there that can be blessed? What can possibly be good in such an arrangement? The only blessing that should be given is for two people who are no longer a pair to come to a priest and ask for a blessing to receive the grace from God to move on with their lives to conform their God, their lives to God's will and to the God's law. That's it. That's the only blessing they should get. But even then, it wouldn't be a couple anymore. This would be just former people who came to their senses and realized they needed to amend their life. Notice I'm not qualifying this on anything have touching on issues of, you know, multi-letter acronyms or the James Martin crowd or any of it. That's what's because this document also t- touches on the irregular, also, not just the James Martin topic. But the thing is, the church has no need for such a doc to issue a document about such a blessing because it's common sense. Numerous of the bishops I've covered for you here and their statements after all of this have said as much. <clears throat> but I want to highlight for you here is this response that Fernandez gives to all the bishops' conferences that have said no. That list is growing, by the way. Now it's a pretty much all of Africa, although, of course, there are individual bishops there who will disagree. And it's numerous other bishops by themselves saying no. But here's what he says in response to this phenomenon. Quote, Obviously, when there is a text signed by the Pope, in order to interpret it broadly, the bishops must first study it in depth and without haste and allow themselves to be enlightened and enriched by that text. 
Therefore, prudence and attention to local culture could admit different ways of application, but not a total denial of this step being asked of by priests. End quote. In other words, study it again. Reflect on it again. If you're opposed to this, keep studying it and keep reflecting on it again. And do so until you're enlightened enough to see what we're doing here. In other words, get on our level or submit. That's what they're saying. That is what is at the core of this. The issue here is that practice, of course, informs theory. We always hear about how theory builds practice, but it's actually the other way around. We tend to do what we actually believe, right? You know, I'm not saying that if you are someone who has a some sort of a sin based in a habit that you're trying to break, that you actually believe the sin is okay. If you did that, if, if you believed it was okay, you would not be trying to break the habit. Even if you're going and making the same confession over and over and over again, even know, knowing full when you make that, conf that confession, you have a firm purpose of amendment, but you have a funny feeling that you're going to be back in that confessional in a week or two or three for the same sins. That is not what we're talking about here. It's in general, the way we live informs what we believe because we tend to, to live how we believe. So, so all the sophistry about theological guidelines being different from pastoral practices moot. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. By saying that they know that offering such blessings is a non-starter in the church, but they don't care either because while the church may teach one thing, she does another thing entirely. That admission destroys a magisterial authority. It destroys theology. It turns a Catholic church into an organization dedicated to relativism. Fernandez is saying in his document, he repeats it in the interviews that he's given on this, that he knows that the church teaches one thing, but that pastoral reality demands another so that we should just ignore what church teaching does and do something that flies in the face of it. That is what he is saying. He's not saying it in such blunt terms, but that's what he's saying. By the way, for those of you who really have a strong devotion to John Paul II, this is another takedown of John Paul II's attempt to defend Catholic teaching on the faith on matters related to sins of the flesh. In 2003, he issued a document called Ecclesia in Europa, where in paragraph 90, John Paul II decried the attempt to change the definition of a couple in which the differences of the flesh are not considered essential aspects of what that couple is. Catch it. You probably understand what he means there. We see Fernandez doing exactly what John Paul II decried because he admits that those par whose pairings by definition cry out to heaven for justice can be considered as such a couple. This means that in the church in Europe and probably in America too, there has been an effort for 20 years at least to change the definition of relationships and who can in the eyes of the church be in them. It's been an attempt to realign with the secular world on that. And honestly, it has to have been for a lot longer than 20 years because by the time the church, by that any pope reacts to a problem with the papal encyclical, the problem's been going on for years. The church moves slowly. 
So don't you're going to see people saying that Cardinal Fernandez corrected a big issue and that this is really a great, wonderful thing. And the other thing I want to caution people on while resistance is growing, be careful believing that because most of the bishops will just go along with this. Most of the priests will go along with this. Most of the laity that you know will either go along with it or even better or worse, maybe they'll celebrate it. Remember all the Pew research data about what Catholics actually believe, what Pew sitting Catholics actually believe. I'm going to pause here before we go on to uh, the next part of this, and I'm going to check the live chat just to see what's going on here. Susie, do not do not leave the church. <laughs> that is never the solution. Do not leave. Good morning to Zacharias in New York City. Good morning. Checking the um, seven string runner says, this sounds like nonsense. How often do they ceremoniously bless a parent-child relationship? Never. Um, what about twins? Yeah, let them go somewhere else to get their blessings. Therese says, a blessed Merry Christmas to you and to everybody. May our divine infant Jesus bring you joy and blessings of health on this Advent season and 2024. Yes, thank you. Um, it's good. 2024 is going to be interesting for all of us, I think. Giovanni, what, that, that he does address that. He says it's not, it, it, it's clear he means in that, that there'll be no dubia or anything, and that the Vatican won't be as to issuing pastoral guidelines. But he's actually getting ready to go to Germany to uh, talk to them about how to properly implement this because he's not happy with how far the germans are going with this so he says we shall see because the germans haven't been exactly keen on following what the what rome has been saying about things light says but anthony i like the sins of the flesh i don't want to change that i still want a blessing though i deserve a blessing there's a saying i think we mentioned this on the stream yesterday that um you know satan calls you by your sin jesus calls you by your name remember that anytime anybody invokes like human dignity and all this stuff the true human dignity is in striving and cooperating with the grace of God through the sacraments to overcome sin. That's where true human dignity is on an individual level, not confirming people in their sins. Regardless of the sin, again, you don't have to be you know, concerned about the James Martin stuff. You should be, but you don't have to be concerned about that. It could be anything. This document opens the door for a lot of other things. <sighs> yeah, well, we... Uh, the um, that part paradigm in the church is pretty clearly over. TP Joseph, is this the church? I think this, as I said the other day, I think this is the ape of the church manifesting itself with any without any pretense. And Susie says she dreads the month of June. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to clarify one thing the um, the calendar, I'm going to show you that ad again. The calendar. Yes, a lot of people reached out to the company to get a copy to, to buy calendars, which is great. And I'm sure they're very thankful because they, they work to support seminarians and priests. But if you're a seminarian or a priest watching this, you can get one of these calendars for free. You just have to contact them and provide proof that you're a seminarian or a priest or something in some way. And they will send you one at no cost. Here's that, here's that spot again, and then we'll move on to some more pushback from this document. The liturgical calendar, the perfect calendar for those attending the traditional Latin Mass. It arranges the days of the year around the worship of God and is liturgical because it follows the sacred liturgy, which is the official public prayer of Christ through his church. Each month features a full-color devotional depiction of a beloved liturgical scene. Important details concerning daily Mass are part of each day's entry. Our calendar guide in the back provides information about liturgical days and traditional practices. It contains a mini-catechism of the fundamental truths of the Catholic faith and an extensive list of patron saints. Uplifting prayers are provided, which include essential ones we all know and love. Our calendar is both inspiring and a wonderful daily reminder of our Catholic faith with lessons for a lifetime. 
pretty straightforward. If you're a priest or seminarian, you can get a free copy. And again, they're not paying me anything to tell you that. I can't in good conscience take money from organizations that are nonprofit trying to, uh, you know, support seminarians and priests. That would be strange. So let's check here. I've seen that a priest in Italy has depicted a, yeah, I have seen that. I'm going to do a video on that for the, in the coming days. Don't worry. We're saving that for after Christmas though. There are limits to what I'm willing to talk about, but just before or on Christmas, but let's move on here. We're going to talk now about, Oh, that's, it's actually not hot keyed up. Let's make sure I have that. All right. So Bishop, another Bishop has spoken out. This is one who knew, this is somebody who knew Francis very, very well. You may be familiar with Archbishop Agur. Francis is, who says Francis's document, fiducia supplicants must not be obeyed. So what Archbishop Agur is another Emer, Bishop Emeritus. He was sort of, you could call him the sparring partner for Francis in the, in Argentina. Whenever Cardinal Bergoglio would come, would say something just off the wall or take an off the wall position or advocates for something that flies in the face of church teaching, because he did that a lot in South America to the point where after he stepped out onto the loggia in 2013, as the presumed pontiff, uh, journalists in Vatican City were having people from Argentina warning them about Bergoglio. But um, he was uh, the person who pushed back against him the most. And so the day he retired and submitted his resignation, it was like minutes later that he got a response from Rome telling him to pack his bags and leave. So The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, yeah. And since then, he's become a kind of a vocal, he engaged in vocal pushback against Francis. So here's what he has to say. This is as published by LifeSite. And I'll have all my links today in the show notes at returntotradition.org. He says, the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith has become a dicastery of confusion. This is precisely what the Argentinian Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez promotes, not only the confusion of the faithful, but also of world opinion. Now he is once again giving occasion for debate with the publication of the Declaration of Fiducia Supplicans on the blessing of those couples we've been talking about and of their parody of the nuptial sacrament who live in an irregular situation. It is scandalous that the statement contradicts what two years ago the dicastery affirmed with the signature of Cardinal Luis Ladaria. In that statement, it was said that uh, James Martin Perring cannot be blessed because God cannot bless sin. That is the truth. Every blessing implies God's complacency in the person or the object is blessed. As it could not be otherwise, fiducia supplicants multiplies excuses and explanations that simply reveal a clear accusation. The style is the style of dissimulation proper to Pope Francis. Things are said half-heartedly in order to be fully understood against tradition. In the introduction, it is said that one can understand the possibility of blessing uh, those we're talking about in these irregular situations and 
double S couples because the blessing cannot be preceded by a moral analysis. A repeated pretext is that the church must be more inclusive. And that criterion for this identification is sociological or social psychological as developed because of the pressure of the world of fashion and of the imposition of models according to alleged quote new rights. The church is inclusive by nature since it was formed thanks to Christ's command of the apostles to address all nations. And the history of the church shows that from the beginning, all peoples have been incorporated into it. This declaration constitutes a true scandal, which decorated by pretext contrasts the secular doctrine on holy matrimony. Fiducia Supplicans lets us see where chapter 8 of the exhortation of Morris Letizia was pointing, where it was discreetly said that people living in these irregular situations can sometimes receive the sacraments. It was a beginning that is now revealed in its full dimension. But this is a consequence of Pope Francis's method, which is dissimulation. This is how the current pontificate on many issues proposes a new position that corrects the doctrine of the church and the unalterable tradition of the same. In conclusion, fiducia supplicants should not be obeyed, and it is perfectly correct to deny the blessings and questions, and to those living in a regular situation. Where is the lie, right? Um, again, this is a bishop who knew Francis better than anybody else in the episcopate. He, after all, worked with him in Argentina for decades and actually worked to try to counter his influence. Tom Wary says, yes or no, anything more is of Satan. This is why I really do wonder why so many bishops are staying silent or are dancing around this. Now, some might be waiting till after the, the Feast of the Nativity or after the the first of the year. I can never remember what on the new calendar the, the Feast of on the first is. I, just, I remember what it used to be called, but it's they changed that dramatically after 1962, but they might be waiting for after those seasons to actually respond to this. I hope they don't wait too long. It would be sort of like, imagine if, you know, February of 2022, a bishop writes a response to Traditionis Custodis, which was issued the previous July. You don't want to wait too long. Otherwise it doesn't matter. Mick Bradley says, isn't the real issue here that the document creates confusion worldwide where such confusion was not present before? That's part of it. But the other part of it is that it actually is attempting to essentially redefine what is or is not a sin. That's a problem. Janet says, telling your bishop to read it again and again until they agree with it is a hammer and sickle tactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. All right, so let's move on. We have some uh, Bishop Schneider gave an interview on this very subject, actually, to um, the remnant. And again, it's not queued up. Where did my copy of that go? There it is. <laughs> I have like 60 tabs open right now. Um, but Bishop Schneider gave an interview on this very subject. And it's very long. And I recommend you read the whole thing. I'm going to go over some of the highlights, though, because I want you to go and read the remnants thing or watch if Michael Matt chooses to do a actual commentary on the full interview to watch that but this is sort of your preview he was asked in what his first impressions were when he saw this document so schneider's first impressions of the doc of the document were quote this document and its impudent use of pious words struck me as an artifice of pharisaism and a mockery of the natural and revealed law of god in applying fiducia supplicans, St. John the Baptist could have imparted a, quote, spontaneous and, quote, pastoral blessing to the irregular union of Herod and Herodias. This document clearly, albeit cunningly, undermines the natural and revealed law of God, 
regarding holy matrimony and the meaning and exercise of activities of the flesh. Therefore, it cannot be the expression of the church's authentic magisterium and forfeits any binding authority. For the authentic magisterium, quote, is not above the word of God, but serves it, teaching only what has been handed on, listening to it devoutly, regarding it scrupulously, and explaining it faithfully. The end of that is a quote from Vatican II document, De Verbum. And I'm fascinated that he is now just bluntly saying that this is not a document of the church's authentic magisterium. I'm sure that they, the Pope explainers will counter that and say it's at the very least a document of the Magisterium of Francis. And on that score, I would agree. It is certainly a document of the Magisterium of Francis. But the Magisterium of Francis is most obviously in direct conflict with the Magisterium of the Catholic Church. Take that to mean what you will. I'm just happy to see Bishop Schneider coming out and just saying it as bluntly as he is here, that the authentic Magisterium is not above the word of God, but serves it. What does that mean in this context? It means that this document is trying to replace the word of God and is trying to actually undermine the word of God instead of serving it. Schneider goes on. On the question of this blesses the individuals in the regular situation and not the couple itself, an argument that we see being made by Pope Splainers, Schneider has this to say, quote, this is pure sophistry. It's a lack of intellectual honesty or ignorance. The document's aim, as explicitly stated at the beginning, is to allow, quote, the possibility of blessing the couples in the, uh, in question. There is no need to issue a special magisterial document to bless an individual who truly repents of his or her infidelity or a regular situation or of the James Martin life they're living. Would the church issue a declaration permitting priests to publicly bless um, the special kinds of extra lawful activity we associate with Italy, prescinding from their... Uh, activities of those kind to enhance all that is true, good, and humanly valid in the members' lives. I think, okay, <laughs> fiducia supplicants is a great deception and goes against basic logic. One can aptly apply it to its assertions, the words which St. Athanasius used to describe the semi-Aryan bishops of his time. They, quote, eternally wrap themselves in ambiguities and deceitful interpretations, end quote. What he's saying there in strident terms is the logic of this document could be applied to anything. You can apply it to anything. You can bless anything using the logic of this document, including the most cartoonish things possible. Imagine you have a producer of um, impure internet films, we'll say, who is on paper a Catholic and decides he wants that he and the cast of his next film to receive a blessing from a priest. Citing this document. Sure, it's in a regular relationship by definition, but there's got to be something true that points to the true good and beautiful in it, right? According to this document, the argument can be made. Do you see the absurdity? Absurdity piling on absurdity. The document itself is so open-ended that it feeds into any interpretation you want. I get emails almost every day from people saying, I've read the document. It's not that bad. And all it's saying is this, this, and this, and everybody's interpretation is a little bit different. This is why I am so glad we have bishops who at least have like who have internalized the Catholic teaching on these issues reacting in the way that they are because we sorely need the good leadership right now. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. 
For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So Schneider is asked, what happens to a priest who offers such a blessing? And what happens to the bishop who demands such a blessing? Here's his response to that. Quote, if a priest were asked for a blessing by uh, the pairings in question, he should gently and clearly explain to them why he cannot do it and to admonish them with charity to change their life and end their sinful pairing, which offends God's order of creation, is a cause of public scandal, promotes the evil ideology of the flesh of the day, and puts them in near and constant occasion of sin. He could offer to meet with each of them separately, and during this meeting he could certainly bless the person, provided he or she is willing to seriously undertake a path of conversion. He might also remind them of these words of our Lord. What will it profit of man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? See Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. Fiducia supplicans is a facade of sophistry, employs deceptive language, and provides considerable space for multiple interpretations and applications. As anyone paying attention to the situation can see, the debate has only begun. But perhaps creating a state of permanent debate, generalized uncertainty, and doctrinal and practical chaos was precisely its aim. St. Gregory of Nazianzus' description of the style and manner of many bishops of his day could aptly be applied here. They are ambiguous in their faith, sticking to the age rather than the laws of God, swaying back and forth in their speech like ebb and flow. End quote. He is um, practically calling most of the bishops here modernists. That's what he's doing. Because, again, we often compare the modern, current mo- era of modernism in the church to what is going on, what went on during the time of Arius, during the time of actual St. Athanasius back in the fourth century. Checking, going to check here the um, the live chat again. Deborah Saints is telling us that Father Goring has doubled down since the document published. That's unfortunate. I, it's unfortunate. I've seen that there's the consequences for a lot of people who are, you know, taking the, who were thought to be otherwise orthodox on things, who were defending this. Um, there are some people implying, going into maybe why he's doing that in terms of motivations. I'm not going to go there. But um, Adrian says, if you were trying to fill the biblical prophecy of the man of lawlessness, you would do exactly what Francis is doing. He thinks the only sin is disobedience to him. Right. That seems that's that's fair. I think that is fair. Whether it's he's doing that on purpose or it's because he honestly like I caution people here. I'm going to remind you of my my main caution. The modernists, the really effective ones. They are true believers. They believe that God sent them to reform his church. They truly believe that. That makes them far more effective and cunning than someone who doesn't have any shred of faith, who is operating in the hierarchy. Because at the end of the day, why would you work, spend your whole life dedicated to an organization, to changing an organization that you believe had gone off the wrong foot? especially one whose very mission you don't believe in, even like a weird interpretation of its very core mission you don't believe in. The higher the, These men are true believers, the vast majority of them. They truly, 
truly believe that God sent their forebears at Vatican II to sing a new church into a being. They believe that. They believe it's their job now to finish the job. Take them seriously and pray for their interior conversion. I'm going to begin to wrap this up here and ask what um, what people have have to say about this. And what is, let me know in the chat. What is your, what are your Christmas Eve plans? Are you going? How many of you are going to a midnight mass tonight? How many of you are going to go? You're going to go to Sunday mass this morning, but then you're going to go to a morning mass tomorrow. How many of you are in that position? Um, every year it's this time. It seems that my wife and I we go to midnight mass, and then we regret going to midnight mass because you know midnight mass can be hard with small children that we have. But then we see the mass schedule the next that's supposed to happen on Christmas morning and realize that our kids won't get to do the typical Christmas stuff until like noon or two or something. And that just gets to be weird, especially when you start involving like anything you might do with other families or with your extended family. So inevitably, we err on the side of midnight mass. <laughs> so um, let me know in the chat, what are you planning to do today? As well as thoughts on this whole subject. Nicole says... Parish priest and I talked about all of this, the, the document today. He said something interesting. He said this has nothing to do with the people in question, that there's something else going on. And he's right. Yeah, no, he is. Um, Deborah Sands agrees with me that they are true believers. They have to be. They, they have to be. Otherwise, they would work in politics or run nonprofit organizations. That's what they would do they, instead of running the church. Um, Chessie says Sunday morning, then first vigil is at 4. I don't think I don't think a 4 p.m. will cover your uh, Sunday obligation check. I don't I'm not familiar with what the with the ru rulings are for the uh, ordinary form. But if if that's where you're going, but. Um, and Zacharias says today, 1 p.m. mass and then 10 a.m. Christmas Day. Fair. Right? Good. And if you're if your parish is a short distance away, you have plenty of time to do Christmas stuff with family that morning. Um, but, yeah, we will be doing an hour and a half drive back and forth to Tulsa basically twice today. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Um, Pro Adrian says the prohibition of writing down the wording of these blessings prevents the better of the bishops basically from forcing the blessing to include recognition of what we're talking about is sinful. That's prob that's, that's probably fair too. Honestly, I don't trust Fernandez at all on this. I don't, which is why I was flabbergasted when I saw some pretty high profile Pope splitting YouTubers talking about how Fernandez was so great. They want him to be the next Pope. I almost wonder if that's like, if that's bait. Basically they're trying to cause d debates and things and things. All I know is I saw people sharing screenshots of the person saying that all over Facebook and Twitter yesterday. Like they couldn't believe it. That tells you how, how big the divide is. But the main thing is most people will go along with this. And I know this because after Morse Letizia, after a few months, people stopped talking about it. They just accepted it as the new state of things, and they went on with their lives as Catholics. That's what's going to happen here. Unless, of course, bishops decide that the entire hierarchy uh, in Rome are not valid and schism occurs, which I hope does not happen. We shall see, because that could actually lead overtly to Francis II being much more easy to have happen. Uh, I will pass on the, the the how much you enjoyed the thumbnail to my wife. I was a little, I wasn't sure because I wasn't sure if you could tell that, you know, there's Fernandez holding a cat in front of a the entrance to a dog show if you didn't get the implication of what he was doing. But, uh, you know, 
glad that you liked it. My wife it makes my thumbnails most of the time. So, and if you see a bad thumbnail, it's usually me making it a last minute video of some kind. Uh, all right. Y'all have a fantastic day today. I've got some gifts to wrap today, you know, normal Christmas Eve stuff. So, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>